Good afternoon. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, for Solving Water Asylum Podcast, and I'm coming to you live from Mine Expo International 2021 in Las Vegas. I can't tell you how good it feels to be back at a live trade show for the first time since February 2020. And I just want to thank all our listeners for joining us uh, for this special series about the mining industry. We have some great conversations in store for you, giving you perspectives that you won't find anywhere else. First up, I'd like to welcome Bill Beasley, National Mining Specialist with Xylem, and you have a tremendous amount of experience and knowledge in the mining industry, so really glad you could be with us today here at Mine Expo. Thank you very much. So why don't we just start by doing some introductions, and um, you can just tell us what you do for, for Xylem. Okay. Uh, so I've been with Xylem uh, through one of their distributors and indirectly for about 15 years. And I worked for a, another pump company for 12 years before that. Uh, I'm a my, dewatering's mining specialist. Uh, it's been a focus of kind of my pumping career this whole 28 years, I guess. Uh, I think we all find things that maybe we understand or that we're more comfortable with, that we're better at. And as a salesperson, uh, in dewatering, you cover so many different industries, but mining was one that um, I, I did well in. So, uh, so I've enjoyed it, and I've, I enjoy specializing on it and working with our salespeople now. Uh, we have a lot of new faces, so and even um, older ones that maybe haven't done a lot in mining. So, I work to uh, increase their knowledge and their comfort in going into a mine and understanding what's going on. And then I also work on large projects, and I work directly with some customers uh, as, as a uh, national accounts manager. I cover uh, several of the larger mining companies as, as a national accounts manager as well. So, so many, many hats, all under the mining specialty. A few, yes. That's great. Um, and I know you have, you have such a wealth of experience in the industry, but but something that we've been talking about more recently that I don't think is always called out is how critical services are to the mining industry. I know that you're working really hard to sort of like champion that. Yes. Um, with our customers and our own people, even. So why is it so important? You know, I think uh, the the mining industry has changed over time, like everything else has. Back when I first started. Um, most of the my mining customers had a warehouse and they kept a spare of everything uh, but no one hard, no one does that now and uh, you know everybody's trimmed down their their warehouses and their inventory and so they rely even stronger on companies like xylem to be able to come in in, in an emergency in, in dewatering we almost function as a a normal role, but then also as a fire department. So when something goes wrong, you know, it's an emergency to that customer. Their their pit may be flooding, equipment may go underwater, you know, you may shut down a $100,000 a day business until you can get it up and running, or more. Uh, so they, you know, it's very important for us to be able to understand our customer's business, to know what basically they have. We, we, We'd love to go in and do audits or surveys and know the pumps and know the piping systems at a customer like that. 
and if something goes wrong, we know what to bring in and how to fix it, and it, it just speeds everything along. So service is a huge part of what our customers need. Yeah, and I think one of the challenges we're seeing kind of across the board in the entire water industry in general are also just personnel, aging out of the workforce, specialized careers, right? Engineering specifically. Um, and then, you know, you throw a pandemic on top of it and yeah. it's it's been tough. So it's good that we have this service capability to come in and support our customers like that. Um, Absolutely. What is our, what is Xylem's approach to services for the mining industry? So, in, in the dewatering part of Xylem, we have the rental fleet, uh, so quite often we rent equipment to these customers for a temporary project for, uh, you know, they had three inches of rain, they've got to move some water that they don't normally have to, so we rent equipment like that. We also sell uh, a lot of the Xylem products directly into mines, whether it be uh, turbine pumps from Goulds or the Godwin diesel or electric pumps, the uh, flight submersible pumps. Um, and then we use a lot of other product that Xylem uh, manufacturers like MJK flow meters, some YSI equipment. Um, so it's, it's really, we've, we're really learning to pull in more of our total product and see where it fits in mining. Um, so yeah, that's our concentration and then the services to have knowledgeable technicians, uh, knowledgeable field people, you know, everyone's MSHA certified, which is the federal mining safety uh, division that, you know, so you have to be MSHA certified to even step on the mine and do work. So we're, we handle all that. So there's a lot of training and we Zalem invests a lot in that to be able to take care of these customers. What about some recent projects um, that you've worked on that they prioritize service, whether it's maintenance, preventative maintenance, or yeah. some other services that, that they would enlist our help for? Do you have an example of a recent project um, that's gone well for them sure, because of that? Sure, I do. And, and there's more customers that reach out needing that help, just like you said with the pandemic, uh, you know, everyone's needing employees, and so people can go to work, you know, a lot easier job than mining a lot of times, and so it's it's difficult for them. So us being able to come in and, and take care of their service or the pre preventative maintenance. So we have a, uh, a mine in Missouri that we sell a lot of turbine pumps to, and uh, we've begun servicing all their turbine pumps above ground and underground. So those pumps don't require a tremendous amount of, of service, but we can come in and check for things like vibration. You know, we'll service it, we'll change the oil, we'll do the adjustments it needs done, but also we may be able to, uh, with, with our factory trained personnel out there, be able to see something that's going wrong that we can correct and save that customer from losing that pump and spending a lot more money. So they felt, they see the benefit in this and uh, it's going really well. That's great. Yeah. That's what we want. Yep. 
So I'm going to shift gears a little bit here because what I really want to know from you is to hear about your experience in the industry over the years. Right. Um, I'm sure you've <laughs> have some great stories, um, and so I'd love to hear you know some of the. I don't know, the craziest jobs you've ever been on or maybe the most complex or maybe just a really cool one that you enjoyed working on. Um, And then what are those, what are some of those takeaways that that you carry with you today in your job? So I have several examples, so (laughs) you can pick the one you like. But, uh, you know, when I first started this, people in sales sometimes get kind of a bad rap there's nothing wrong with the used car salesman but that's that's the connotation or the salesman is trying to push something on the, on you that you don't want or you don't need and I've never you know, I've had people come up I can never be in sales I just can't lie like that well you know that's it's not what we do right and, and it's it's more helping customers I mean it's it's helping people it's helping them in their processes sometimes it's, it's helping them in their careers by solving problems which helped them move up the ladder as well so um, we had an interesting uh, project at a deep underground mine where the mine had been shut down and the owners of it I mean they shut it down and let it flood so this mine is anywhere from 13 to 1900 feet underground and it had flooded all the way up 700 feet uh, up so it was so much water so we actually were able to come in with some long turbine pumps from Goulds and dewater this mine and I think there were four companies that went to this customer and said here's our proposal we were the most expensive of the four and they gave us the job because they looked at our plan and our experience and our equipment and said these are the guys that are going to do it and we went in and successfully put these deep long pumps in and uh, pulled that water down and then we went underground and we put in more pumps and we chased water and we're still working with that customer today we still have crews out there today uh, doing other pumping projects for them so that's one example that that's great yeah it's it's uh, very satisfying to be able to help them and uh, and have a successful job like that well I'm sure it feels rewarding also just to to know that it's not just a price game yeah and that true expertise quality equipment and just I mean really just that partnership is right. gonna bring you know yep. future business so I've got another example yeah. So this is a, a large mining uh, customer, multiple mines throughout the country. And at this one mine, the, the uh, actually an area manager that was over probably eight different mines <clears throat> contacted me and said, hey, we need a larger pump. At this specific location, the water level in the pit where they're getting the rock from, had, it had flooded they were able to go to a higher level and get rock, but they needed to get back down in the bottom. And their existing pumps, they were using a, a, an electric pump and a diesel pump. And with the two of them, they were only able to maintain, you know, they were trying to get the water down, but when the rain came, it would flood again. So so we need a, a larger pump. So the customer, you know, larger pump, right? 
to do that, he's got to bring in uh, a whole different power support structure, which is very expensive. The wire, the, the, the starters, everything. It's a lot of money to do that. Plus, buy a new pump, probably a new barge because it's going to be a larger pump and all that. So I was able to go out and look at what he had. And long story short, <clears throat> I did the hydraulic calculations working with others at Xylem. And we figured out if he just changed the pipe, then he could use his same pump and pump more than he was pumping with both of the, the other pumps. So after showing him, you know, what we could do, he was able to pump a tremendous amount more than he could with those two pumps. It was so much less expensive. And I mean, he was saving in the neighborhood with, when you calculate diesel fuel for that diesel pump, the electrical cost and all that, he was saving six figures a year just by us knowing to say, no, you don't need a larger pump. We need to change your piping. And so, and he was able to pump so much more, he didn't even have to run that pump. Once he got the water down, he doesn't have to run it all the time. So, so it's not, you know, we respect our customers when they ask for something, but, you know, in the mining field, those guys know their business, right? And all I do is pumping. So when we're able to look at something and say, yes, but what about this? And then turn that into a huge savings and even, even everything all the way through the environment, you know? So instead of running a larger, larger motor that's going to cost them more money to operate more money you know yeah it's it's a win-win-win so absolutely those are the kind of things and that i really it, enjoy was it just the size of the like the diameter yes. of the pipe really yep. yep interesting yep so he had uh, individual pipes for the diesel pump and for the turbine pump he was using and by increasing the size of the pipe uh, we lowered the friction loss, which is the same thing as having to pump higher, called head. And so he was able to pump a tremendous amount more water with the same same old pump he had, and uh, and cut the diesel off. You know? So interesting. I wonder, like, did he just start with a smaller pipe because it was a smaller situation then? And then as time goes on, you just kind of bolt on. Oh, I just need to pump more water, so I'm going to get another pump instead right. of you know what i mean it is a lot a lot of times it's like that a lot of times it was um maybe who's managing that mine is not who bought that pipe you know six years earlier maybe six years earlier they only had you know a thousand gallons a minute that needed to be pumped now they've gone deeper now they're hitting more uh, you know getting into that water table more and now they need you know two thousand gallons a minute well now that pipe's not large enough but a lot of times they just want to plug another pump in you know and uh, so the whole system has to be evaluated to to see what makes sense and what's going to be the best answer for the customer what's like what's the life cycle of a mine like are mines like 20 years old 100 years old five years old you know yeah um i think it's harder to get approval uh to open a new mine now especially in metropolitan areas so where it's already permitted and where a mine's already active, you know, it's much easier to try to keep mining there. Um, some of the mines are, you know, old, 
close to 100 years old. You know, they'll have pictures on the wall when you walk in of this old equipment and maybe some mules and a wagon, you know. <laughs> so they've been doing it a long time there. And, uh, and, and then, of course, there's, there's new ones as well. But uh, the longer the cycle that, that they can get out of it, the reserves, which is what they, how they refer to the amount of product, whether it be rock or coal or whatever it is. So. Okay. Do you have a like a primary? Are you do you call on like mines of a primary type, whether it's rock and aggregates, or if it's metals, or you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. Um, we call on all of them. You know, in the different areas of the country, they're mining different things. You know, in the east, we have a lot of limestone, so there's a lot of aggregate mines. And then when you go to Texas, some of those areas, there's no rock like that so they're mining sand and gravel in some areas um, and then we work with zinc mines we work with lead mines coal mines you know gold mines it's, uh, so it's if, all different if you're gonna dig a big hole in the in the earth and we want to work with you it's really cool I have another question and it's more for my curiosity so from what I gather we do open pit mining and underground mining and open pit would be like a quarry right and then you have to put the pump on what you referred to as a barge earlier is that true and then you so you're pumping water out of the quarry but it's like it's like a lake right so you have to put it on there is that accurate yeah in in some instances uh you can have an open pit it can be a coal mine or it could be an aggregate mine um, and other some other metals, but um, but quite often, you know, the water's going to drain to some area, and so at that area you'll have a sump. You'll dig that dig that area deeper, and, and the customer maybe the best answer is to have a, a big pump sitting on the bank with a suction line going off in the water. But quite often we're able to use uh, a float and a pump on that float. So as the water level changes. The pump goes up and down with it, and there's there's no difference in on the suction side, which really affects pumps a lot. Um, so, quite often it's it's easier to do it that way. And we build the barges, and we build uh, obviously the pumps, and we can do anything from uh, sell the customer and deliver it, or we can come in and do a turnkey installation, put the pipe in, install everything. So. Right, and started up commission and service it, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yep, service after the after the sale, absolutely. Okay, I just thought it was. I just wanted to call that out for our listeners because if they're like me, when I first started learning about mining and pumping water out of mines, mm-hmm. I mean, my head just automatically goes to like a cartoon version of like a little cart on a track that goes into a, a little hole and you, you know what I mean yeah. in the mountain it's like how do you get a big pump in there like if it floods do you know what I mean so yeah. for for me I, I don't know it's just helpful to understand that these holes are obviously much bigger than those and that we could put the product on a float and help mm-hmm. pump it that way right yeah the the underground mines uh, some of them will have a an access you can actually drive into. Uh, there's one mine that I've done a lot of work at that, and I think in 2007, 
they had over 500 miles of drift, which for this product, they, they chase it. So it's not a, a big room and pillar type mining. It's more wherever the, the mineral is that you want, you go. So they had fi over 500 miles of tunnel, basically. Call it drift. Uh, and they probably, I would say, probably have well over 1,000 miles now. And anywhere from 13 to 1,900 feet deep. And so we can actually drive into that mine and uh, drive to the different areas. In other mines, you may just have a mine shaft, so you have to take that equipment and lower it down a shaft. You may have to disassemble the equipment, lower it down in pieces, put it back together underground, and then transport it to where it needs to go. So Crazy. It's, it's, uh, it, it's fun to play with uh, big toys, and there's big bulldozers and big things at mines, which, you know, Oh, yeah oh my gosh just <laughs> going loggers. yeah just being at the show it's my first time at mine expo and just being there and i you know i had um just standing next to a wheel that's still you know 12 Over. feet taller than me yeah even you know so yeah. it was a really cool experience yep. so i think maybe we'll move on just to kind of what you're seeing in the industry right now um mostly just like what are, what are keeping our customers up at night? Yeah, with everything that's that we've gone through the last several years, uh, the uncertainty in the markets. Uh, if if uh, the economy goes really south, then things slow down for them as well. You know, if uh, municipalities will stop spending money, uh, the states will stop putting more money into roads and bridges. And those minerals that they're out there mining aren't needed as much. So, you know, that's always a concern. But I will say, in, in a lot of the markets, they've actually been very strong even through the COVID era. Uh, there was a lot of demand still for the, for the mining products. Um, empl employees being able to find the right people, you know, people that they can train that, are, that can work safely. Mm -hmm. uh, mining can be dangerous, and so you have to have employees that you can train, that will focus, and will, that will think before they do something, because it's very easily easy to get hurt or killed at a mine. Uh, so you know that's that's hard. It's something they have to overcome, and I think that's they reach out to other companies like Xylem for more support now, um, because of that. It's just it's it's hard. You know, you you drive by. I guess I can say a McDonald's, and they have banners out, you know, yeah. saying how much an hour and and a thousand dollar bonus to sign on to come to work. Nothing wrong with that at all. But I mean, that's so you're that's the demand for employees now, and it's the same way in mining. So I think that's a big concern. Uh, there's always uh, new legislation. There's new rules. There's new, uh, you know, let, let's take equipment, for instance. Uh, the, the, the standards the EPA has set on diesel engines, uh, the emissions are incredible how much they've gone down, which is great. I mean, you can see grass and, and how clean these engines run now. It's, it is incredible. But it doubled the price of the engine. And now there's 50 more things that can go wrong on that engine. And a lot of them are very expensive, you know, to replace. And uh, so... You know, it was a lot simpler back in the old days when they could 
take that diesel engine and that mechanic could go out there and you know fix it and get it going now you've got to have a computer and somebody's been trained at the factory to even do anything on so you know those, those are the type of things um and in the discharge when we get back to water a little bit <clears throat> the mines the where they're discharging you know the limitations on what's allowed whether it be uh, dissolved solids or whether it be uh, what the oxygen level is um, you know so so it's it's more demanding for them to treat the water or to make sure that that water is clean that's going back into the to the river or the stream and back into our environment yeah that i mean that's definitely a lot of things that would keep me up at night well, <laughs> if I, I were a mine it, operator yeah and i think just for that last example everyone wants to do what's right and and so they you know they want to discharge clean water it's just it's difficult and it's costly and it, you know it can be more costly i mean in all reality a lot of times this is even in the municipal side of things you take a water treatment plant that pulls water out of a river when it goes through that city system goes to the wastewater treatment plant when they discharge that water back in to probably the same river it's cleaner has to be cleaner than when they pulled it out from above so that's the kind of standards now you know you can't just put it back in the way you got it it's got to be cleaner than what you what you got so so how are we helping with that discharge problem specifically we have part of some of our xylem companies that work with uh, the environmental monitoring so we do have a lot of equipment that can be used that equipment can be tied into controls so that let's say uh, and and, uh, weather events can change uh, the water at that mine so you you have a, a one inch rain or two inch rain or something happens there now you've got more solids in that water that's going to be pumped and discharged and we can tie those the monitoring equipment into the controls of the pump so that if it reaches a level to where it's above what's allowed it can shut that pump off so we can actually help a company control and and stay within the limits and help them not be fined and, and make sure that the water going back into our environment's uh, safe and clean that's great that's yeah. awesome um, just one final question for you, Bill. Okay. really appreciate you being here again. What's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Whew. I guess I would just go back to taking care of customers and the service side of things. You know, we build the highest quality equipment and... Uh, being able to to have the service technicians, the salesman that's going to answer that phone at two o'clock in the morning when something's gone wrong, uh, and then being able to get those guys out of bed, jump in a truck, and go and go fix what's what's happened. You know, those are the kind of things that um, I think set us apart. We're not the only one that does it. We we are unique in one way. We're a manufacturer, so a lot, of the, a lot of the people we compete with on the service side of things, you know, they're buying someone else's equipment, they're selling it or renting it, and then they try to service that. And we do go through some, some uh, channel partners with some of our products in some areas, but a lot of what we do is direct. So 
You know, it, it's you got a factory trained person going to work on a piece of equipment that we built, we sold, and we're servicing. So we don't have to call some factory up and beg them to please, you know, see if you can ship us a part. You know, we're calling ourselves. It's, it's all us. So that, that makes it a, a little bit easier and it's a little bit unique in the industry. That's great. Really, really great conversation. Thanks for joining me today. Absolutely. Enjoy the show. It's, um, it's a fun show to be at. Yes, very. The Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe 